everybody. Welcome to Dulce America. My name is Bing Fush. It is the month of May 2022, and we have a whole new study. It'll be focusing on, well, for the next several weeks, we'll be doing a number of different studies, focusing on the building blocks of music, starting with rhythm. We do a lot of work looking at rhythm techniques, exercises, different time signatures, different approaches and embellishments that you can use to really get your rhythm game fired up. Then from there, we'll go into melody. We'll study melody and uh, how to play scales, how to work with scales and draw them in when you're playing music. And then we'll also work with harmony. And each month, we'll have a focus on this for beginner, intermediate, advanced level students, and also all skill levels. So we'll have four weeks in the month of May, and then we'll keep moving throughout the summer. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I got this whole thing planned out, and we're going to go nuts. So prepare thyselves. And here we go with rhythm for our beginner level students. Now, before we go any uh, deeper into our study, I want to say that this Dulce America episode is being brought to you by all of my patrons on Patreon. And I'd like to say a big shout out right now to Joe Hayward. Joe Hayward has pledged in for a special shout out that comes at the beginning of a Dulce America episode. And this is like one of my tiers. I have many different reward tiers at the $10 level, $12 level, and it keeps going up. And the higher the levels go, the more rewards you get. That's uh, everything from stickers, t-shirts, shout outs, uh, free lessons on any instrument you desire, uh, free books, and even me coming to your house and doing uh, a concert, which I did this past weekend uh, for Cheryl and Brian Vaughn, great time. I'll come to your house and I will cook you dinner as well now that we've lifted all these things. So there are a lot of things. So there is the $5, you get all access. Everybody, no matter what tier you're at, gets everything for $5 a month. And then as you add on the higher level tiers, you get extra things as well. Now, what comes with that $5? You get everything I've ever produced on my own, basically. All my self-published stuff, all my CDs, all my books, all the videos and even all my um, unpublished archives, you get all of those things for $5 a month. Plus, there's new productions every single week. We do workshops, we do series, we do learning tracks, uh, town hall meetings, all kinds of stuff. And of course, Dulce America and Mailbag Monday, where I answer your questions every single Monday. $5 a month gets you everything. If you'd like to check out some of what I've got available on Patreon, you can go to this address right down below. Patreon.com slash BingFutch. Scroll down, look at the open house section, and you can download all of that stuff for free. No requirement to jump on board at any time. But if you like it, and if you think you might enjoy it, please do consider becoming a patron like Joe Hayward. Again, Joe, thank you very, very much. And to all of my patrons, much love, you guys, so much. So, for my beginner level people, we're going to be looking at rhythm here, and we're going to start from the very, very, very beginning. So, uh, I am in tune here to DAD. You can be in any D tuning you want to, DAD, DAA, whatever you like. We're just going to be doing open strums for the most part. One of the most important things when it comes down to playing rhythm on the mountain dulcimer is knowing that this is the foundation for whatever music that we tend to play. It's like building a house. You're only as good as your foundation, and if you're building on sand, your entire house is going to go right down into the liquefaction. But if you have a solid foundation, you can build uh, a small house, a large house, you can even build a skyscraper. And that's why rhythm is such an important fundamental part of what we do on any musical instrument. 
So I'm going to show you a little thing that you can practice every single day that will help you be really, really awesome. But first, let's talk about some very, very basic things. First of all, we're going to start with this thing in my hand. That's a pick. Plectrum is also known. And the pick, in most cases, is what we use to hit the strings and make them make that sound. We can use our fingers as well, but most people will use a pick because it's easier on the fingers. So let's talk about, first of all, what kind of pick you want to use when you are picking, strumming the dulcimer. A lot of people will want to go with a, uh, with a pick that's very, very thin and light, uh, so it doesn't offer a lot of resistance and makes it easier to strum. Whereas that is an easy way to go, there are a couple of drawbacks to that. Number one, a thin pick is going to be very flappy. It's going to make a lot of noise because it's so easy to go moving it back and forth. So what happens is as you're strumming, you will be also adding a lot of slap, 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 picky noise to it. And, uh, and that can get in the way of you making really, really good music. The other thing is, is that the floppier your pick is, or the thinner your pick is, that's going to be you yielding some control over what you do with your pick. Because obviously at some point we want to be able to hit these strings, know that we've hit them from the feeling we have in between our fingers when we get that pick encountering the strings. We also want to be able to hit it strongly enough to where it actually has a decent enough volume to be heard. The thinner your pick is, the less amount of action you're going to be able to take against the string and you're just going to make more noise coming from the pick rather than the strings. So, I recommend nothing less than a .80 millimeter. Not all picks have it written on there, but if you're shopping for picks, you can also often see how the thickness holds up. If you get like a Fender pick, they're often listed as, uh, as thin, medium, and thick or heavy. Thin, definitely not the way to go. Medium is about where you're going to be looking to get into. Thick, definitely not, because too thick will also give you some pick noise, and it just won't be very effective for you at all when you're strumming. So I would go for the medium, but .80 is a great place to go, and if you want to get a pick that was designed specifically for mountain dulcimer playing, you can go to my website, bingfutch.com, and take a look at the accessory section in the store. V-Picks I helped design uh, for dulcimers. This is a V-Pick Bing. It's an ultralight .80 millimeter. It sticks to your fingers because it's made of uh, cast acrylic. I've never dropped a V-Pick in my life. And I know that's one of the concerns that people have when they're playing a dulcimer is that the pick sometimes will dislodge from your fingers and it'll go right into that sound hole, which means we have to do a lot of this craziness trying to get the pick out of the sound hole. No one likes doing that. So if you use these V-Picks, they'll actually stick to your fingers and you won't have to worry about gripping them so hard. And that's important because the harder you grip the pick, the stiffer it gets, and the stiffer it gets, the more resistance you've got, and that translates into kind of a nasty sound on the dulcimer. So, step number one, get yourself a pick around 0.80 millimeters, and that is going to be helpful. Don't go any thicker than one millimeter, because then you'll be inviting some extra noise into your mix. Next, holding the pick. Just use your index finger and your thumb. It shouldn't be any more than that. If you've got two fingers and your thumb, what happens is the thumb is acting as a fulcrum in between the two finger points there. And every time you hit the string, it's going to create this bending effect. And again, that's going to strengthen the surface tension of the pick, make it thicker, and it's going to make some things very, very uh, 
ungainly, I think is the word you want here. So just use the two fingers and have a nice, relaxed, loose grip. Make sure if you've got the point on your pick that you are putting that directly down. Think about the pick as a needle and your arm as the record player arm. And you're just gonna move it back and forth across the strings like this, right down here in this area. This is the sweet spot of the dulcimer. This is the strum hollow, this is the bridge. The closer you get to the bridge, the more nasal and brittle the sound becomes. Yuck, right? Now sometimes you might want that sound, but right now I'm not thinking so. Let's go ahead and bring it back across the strum hollow to our sweet spot. Ooh, toasty, warm, and nice, right? So right there about where your lower sound holes are located is a good place. Nice loose grip on the pick, going across, back and forth, just move your arm like that. And the lighter your grip, what will happen is you'll see the pick, if I strum outwards, the pick kicks back in this direction. If I strum inwards, the pick kicks outwards in that direction. The pick does all the work itself because you're not forcing it to. It's like driving a car. You don't want to force the wheel. You want to guide the wheel. Just touch it very lightly. The same thing with the pick. And that'll give you a nice, wonderful sound as you go backwards and forwards. Nice and loose. Sometimes if the pick gets a little adjusted weird and it starts to kind of turn on you, you can use your middle finger to sort of encourage it in the right direction. All right, so we've got our pick. We found our sweet spot. Let's look at a real simple exercise to get us playing all the different note durations that we're going to use when we're playing in the jam. Of course, we've got whole notes, which get everything in the measure. So if we're in 4-4 four, four time and there are four beats in the measure, a whole note gets all four beats. One, two, three, four. Not a lot of strumming going on with that, obviously. Cut a whole note in half, you get two half notes. These half notes are two beats each. One, two, three, four. Cut a half note in half, you get two quarter notes, and there are four quarter notes for every measure of four, four. One, two, three, four. Cut a quarter note in half, you get two eighth notes, which gives us a group of eighth notes, all paired in groups of two. We count that one and two and three and four and. Eight notes all in one measure, two eighth notes per quarter note. Finally, we can divide that eighth note in half and get two sixteenth notes. So for every eighth note, or for every pair of eighth notes, we actually get four sixteenth notes. For every one beat, for every quarter note, we have four sixteenth notes. That count is one E and a, one E and a, two E and a, three E and a, four E and a, all of our sixteenth notes in one measure. Obviously the quarter notes, the eighth notes, and the sixteenth notes have uh, the more frequent movement. They're happening every beat or every half a beat or every quarter of a beat, right? Now, what we're going to do is we're going to combine those three that move the most into what's called a cadence. We're going to do one measure of quarter notes, one measure of eighth notes, and then one measure of sixteenth notes, just to kind of practice how they feel in relationship next to each other. So we'll start with a quarter note measure. One, two, three, 
Go into an eight note measure, one and two and three and four and one E and a two E and a three E and a four E back to quarters. So we're gonna do four, eight, and 16 over and over again. I got up on the screen the cadence tablature. And I would use this along with a metronome at 68 beats per minute. Nice and moderate, not too fast, not too slow. And just do this for a long time during your practice time with your mountain dulcimer. Do it every day. Quarter notes. Eight notes and 16 notes. Those are our moving note durations. Now, it's not a bad idea to also practice the other note durations, but when it comes down to melody and melody setting the terms for the rhythm for every song that we play, it's largely the notes that are moving the most that are going to create that rhythmic imprint. So the quarter notes, the eighth notes, and the sixteenth notes, all the black notes basically are super important. And that cadence is going to help you to develop a sense and a feel for how they feel next to each other. Because they're not always going to show up so nice and orderly. Four quarter notes and eight eighth notes and sixteenth notes. They're going to end up jumbled together to where in one measure, you'll have a little bit of every one of those notes. And how do they sound together? Kind of like this. That sounds like it's a lot to keep up with. How do you do it? How do you just go, that's an eight, that's a 16, that's a four. In a way, you kind of don't worry about it that much because once you start seeing it and once you start feeling it and then once you start strumming it, whenever you see those little dots on pieces of paper or those numbers, you're going to be able to just kind of launch into it whenever it happens. It's not as more difficult as you might think, but it does require a little bit of practice every single day. I hope this has been helpful. If you're a beginner level student, please do check out next week's intermediate level episode and the week after that our advanced level because even if you don't really understand all of it and it may seem over your head, you'll still lodge a lot of that into your subconscious and when the time is right, that information will be there waiting for you. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'll be back next week with more.